Welcome to the Luminous Podcast, weekly meditations, readings, and blessings to assist with our rest, peace, and spiritual wellness. You can find out more at LuminousAnglican.com. So this morning I got up around 5.30, as is my practice when I'm preaching, to go and put the finishing touches on my sermon, and this I did with a lot of coffee and some bacon and eggs in my belly. And I, fin- I put the finishing touches on it and something was occurring to me and being actualized in my mind. And by the time I got home and told my wife, um, you know, I think I'm gonna scrap that entire sermon and just speak. And I've never done that before. And she said, oh no. <laughs> And then she said, could you please set a timer for 20 minutes? So if you want to go ahead and do that, you can. Yesterday I saw Jen at the ball field. I do a lot of different things. I was a teacher for 20 years, and I'm now starting my second career in management at Aldi, and I'm working here as an assistant priest, and I'm also an umpire. And I also do vocal work, and so if you need any help with that, let me know. But yesterday it was... If you, if you know baseball, this is going to be very meaningful to you. It was a game that had gone for two hours when it was supposed to be about a buck forty. I was the home plate umpire, and so I looked very cute in my black garb. And um, there was one team that was about to take over. It was ten to nine with two outs. And wouldn't you know it, the last play of the game was a play at the plate that I don't even know that I got right. But I called the guy out. And there was this hilarity from this side and this vindictive uh, cackle from the other side. And so I walked out because umpires, we get out of there fast. We don't stop at the concession stand. We head straight for our vehicles. But I ran into Jen and she goes, ooh, you're going to hear about that one. (laughs) And I said, no, I'm not because I'm gone. And in fact, I was. And we were, we, the umpires recommiserated after the game. So we'll see. Yesterday during the game, I looked down at my phone when what was supposed to be the last minute of the game, and she said, hey, can you come down to the little fields? You need to see something. And because I I knew that wasn't going to happen, I said, what's going on? And she said, they're having the challenger games at the little fields. Do you know what those are? The challenger games are kids with special needs and Down syndrome and all kinds of medical problems and they're playing baseball with each other some of them in wheelchairs some of them have a hard time speaking and each one of them has a buddy and everyone is cheering for everyone else and she said you need to get down here because you will cry your face off and she knows I like to do that We're going to come back to that. This has been a hard year. I'm heavy. I bet you are too. As I said, I was a teacher for 20 years, and uh, about a month ago, I laid to rest a 17-year-old former student of mine who died way too early. And as we were sitting in the funeral, I looked at my wife, and I said, I don't know that I can do this. I don't know that I can remain here. It felt like someone had taken a giant tuning fork 
and banged it up against a piece of metal and stuck it in my guts. And I sat there, and I couldn't help but to think over and over again, this is an invitation to reality. This morning, Chad and I were talking with someone who has a family member who just entered hospice. Another invitation into reality, into what matters, into everything that we waste our time on, melting away in one second. Because the Beatles were right. All that matters and all we need is love. It is, and we know it in those moments. Here we are again in our historical moment when our country is so different and so strange. When we have another war in the Middle East, Paul says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities and spiritual forces in the heavenly places. And I believe it because it's only a spiritual force in the heavenly place that could convince us to treat things like that like it's a football game. Where this, these people put on this jersey and these people put on this jersey and we cheer for our team and we throw stones across the bow and the players are children and men and women who are losing their loved ones before their very eyes. An invitation into reality. It's amazing that this text came up. Render under Caesar what is Caesar, and unto God what is God's. It has almost nothing to do with paying taxes. If Jesus' point were, okay, guys, pay your taxes and go to church, that would ask nothing of us. It would require nothing of us. We're already doing that. But we love to take the scriptures. I love to take the scriptures when it serves me and suck the life out of them and take the moral imperative out of them so that I can just live my life the way I want to. And I can do that. But when I do that, I am choosing to live my life without the gospel of Jesus Christ. So here we have this text. And the question tells you everything you need to know. Good teacher, should we pay the imperial tax? Which I'm told was about 90% at the time. It wasn't good. (laughs) We wouldn't like it. Around the same time, there was this man who led an uprising. And of course, it was crushed mercilessly by the government, as it always is when you decide to answer violence with violence. And so Jesus says... Show me a coin. He's asking so much when he says this. Show me what has you. Show me what you already worship. Show me what you're willing to sacrifice your children for. Show me what you're willing to go to bloody war for because he's begging 
in all the New Testament, the four Gospels, he's begging the people of Israel not to do this. He says, if you do this, you will all like, likewise perish. In Matthew 23, he says, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who stoned the prophets and stoned those sent to you, I wanted to gather you together like a hen gathers her chicks, but you're not willing. And so your house is going to be left to you desolate. And in fact, that's what happened. And it's what happens again and again and again and again. This horrible thing happens, and it is horrible. You know what we need to do? We need to blow everyone to kingdom come. That'll solve the problem. Would that solve the problem in your house? Would that solve the problem in your community? But it doesn't solve the problems in the world. It exacerbates them. It's called business as usual. It is being beholden to those powers and those principalities that love to have us divided. And so Jesus says, honestly, one of the most provocative things ever. He says, whose image is this? Whose inscription is this? And by the way, the, the inscription says, high priest, divine king. Some of the coins on one of the sides said, there is no other name given under heaven by which one must be saved, except for the name Caesar Augustus. Lovely. And he says, then why don't you go ahead, because you're going to do this anyway, and pay back Caesar with his own coin. That's revolutionary language. Go ahead and pay Caesar back with his own coin. Go ahead and do what you're going to do. And while you're at it, pay God back in the same way. What? How can we do both? As it turns out, you can't do both. You can't have violence meeting violence and worship God. You can't serve God and money. You can't serve God and war. It's just not possible. Well, Father Heath, give us the solution to the war in the Middle East. Oh, my. I wouldn't presume. But I'll give you the solution to me and my friend, to me and this church, to me and my community and my town. It's friendship. It's being each for the other. Yesterday, when my wife was describing this challenger game, she was describing everyone that showed up there was for everyone else. When someone fell down, someone went and lifted them up. When there were differences, they were celebrated. When we don't celebrate differences, three things happen. Number one, we create rivalry. And rivalry leads to enemy creation. And enemy creation eventually always leads to victim creation. There's your war progression. The solution is on that baseball field. Being each for the other. Envy. Rivalry. Judgment. Condescension. War. Hatred, violence. Do you think of any of those things when you kneel at this table? 
I bet you don't. Because they're not there. What's there is the holy love of God. What's there is the life and teaching and death and resurrection of Jesus. The holy food and drink of unending life in him. We kneel together. We kneel together because we know we belong together. We know we're made for each other. And we know we're made for endless horizons of love and togetherness. And the celebration of this amazing prism of humanity that God has given us. My dear friends, we've been deceived. We've been invited to see differences as a problem. We've been invited to see people who are not like us as the other and as the enemy. And Jesus says, I was a stranger. You didn't understand me, but you invited me in. And whatever you do for the least of these, you do to me. Here we are again. Here we are again as broken, screwed up human beings, saved by God's grace, being invited. It's too good to be true. Being invited to this table of reconciliation. Let's be reconciled. Let's be agents of reconciliation. Lord, please make us instruments of your peace. Where there's hatred, let us sow love. Where there's injury, pardon. Where there's doubt, faith, despair, hope, darkness, light, sadness, joy, show us so that we can be there and be that balm of Gilead that you are. I, uh, I'm a four on the Enneagram. So there you go. But guys, I was talking to Tiffany a minute ago in the back, and we were talking about this event that she had been to, and we were talking about some hateful things that are happening. And Chad and I, and we talked about this too. It's, I wonder when you, when, you, when you see someone spewing so much hate, have they ever experienced genuine intimacy and love and a good hug? Where's Daryl? Gosh, if you've never hugged that guy, go collect one. I'm getting another one before we leave, baby. Look, I'm going to tell you something, and I'm going to close with this. I'm just a guy. I'm just a guy. I'm full of all the things. I know what the love of God is. And I haven't tasted in its fullness because I'm still alive. But I've tasted a little bit. And a little bit goes a long, long way. Hold each other. Love each other. Hug each other. Kiss each other. Have meals with each other. If you do, 
That is the law and the prophets. And that is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I promise you this, the grass withers and the flowers fade, but the living word of God, who is Jesus Christ, stands forever. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you would like more information or ways to be a part of Luminous, please go to luminousanglican.com. Peace be with you.